Two fierce rivals stand a hundred yards apart. Skinner, an older man with a large tuft of ginger hair, pulls his coat tighter to protect himself from the cold Scottish winds. His eyebrows are knotted into a scowl as he approaches. He is not going to let his opponent win. Once the deed is committed, he hurries away from the scene, having successfully mounted an attack on his opponent, knowing that this time he's won. The sign belonging to the Loch Ness Centre will never be seen again. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities. I'm Cat. I'm Tom. And this week we're taking an alternative look at the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, we're looking at the people around the loch, the rivalries, the drama, the shenanigans, the um, shenanigans. Yeah, the things that happen. <laughs> I hope there's shenanigans. I'm looking forward to shenanigans. <laughs> there's so many shenanigans that I can't even. I can't even. You literally cannot even. But I can even because we're going to do a whole episode about it. Yeah, you can even, but in a sort of 60-minute podcast format. Yeah. So normally when people talk about the Loch Ness Monster, they're talking about, like, the Loch Ness Monster. Um, whereas we're <laughs> talking about, like, the people who live around the Loch and the people who are invested in the Loch Ness Monster. So it is a little bit of a different look. So we're not going to be like debunking the Loch Ness monster. Although we might do an episode just about Nessie, but that's I feel not like what it's trodden ground, is. isn't it? Yeah, it's... It's, it's it's lots of people know about it, and like it's interesting and all. But this is so much more interesting. Honestly, <laughs> this has been my favourite episode to research. Because, like, not many people have been speaking, like, there's not many podcasts or news articles or whatever about the weird rivalry between some of the people on the shoreline. And Rivalry? We'll get into it. <laughs> I don't see what there is to be rivals about, but I'm looking forward to hearing. Yeah. Um, so I guess if there's international listeners, we should say a little bit about just what the Loch Ness Monster is. Basically, briefly, there's this huge-ass lake in Scotland and... Called a loch. It's a loch, yeah. It's called Loch Ness. And there's a myth that... Well, not necessarily a myth. There's a story that a giant sea monster lives in the loch and the people have seen it over the years. And it doesn't really do anything except for kind of swim around and poke its head up occasionally. But obviously there's no recorded evidence of it except for, like, fake photographs. So that's what Nessie is. Nessie is the monster, also called the Loch Ness Monster, and then the place it lives is Loch Ness. It's not really a story, is it? There's kind of no... There's no beginning, middle and end. It's If someone told that to you, they were just like, yeah, there's a kind of dinosaur-type thing in that lake. Yeah. You'd just be like, <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it Thanks doesn't. Yeah, there's no like, as far as I know, there's no like specific stories about someone got dragged into the lake by the monster or whatever. Mm. Like, it's not like the Loveland Frog where like it's known for like having a magic wand and shit. 
Like <laughs> <laughs> with all the uh, all the incontrovertible evidence that we found for the Loveland Frog. Yeah, in that, episode. <laughs> that was a good episode. I feel like this is along the same lines as that, as in like just made up for attention. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this as kind of a fun episode because I feel like a lot of the ones we do end up being about conspiracy theories and inevitably racists and people <laughs> like that. Yeah, so. it's weird how much racism is just behind everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's always it's the there backbone. lurking in the background. Which yeah, is, um, like a big monster that lives in a lake. Yes, good time. It's always good there. Time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... So this episode is mainly going to focus on the rivalry between two Loch Ness Monster centres. So we've got the Loch Ness Centre, which is... I'll tell you a bit about the Loch Ness Centre first. So it was founded in 1980 by a man called Ronnie Bremner. Bremner. And it was basically built inside this hotel and then they had a fire and then it was a big exhibition that then moved to a different building and in 2000 had a 1.5 million pound renovation jeez 1.5 for what million pounds uh more models of the loch ness monster i guess i don't know more mo- how do you buy <laughs> a million pounds worth of loch ness models they were like i think they moved building and redid the building and then just got a load of loch ness monsters in there i don't know i don't know what it's they not did. even based on like a, a real monster it's not like you have to make it anatomically correct or anything you yeah. can make up any old <laughs> shit and paint it get some polystyrene and paint it green yeah that is and... the thing i don't understand is when they give a model like what are you what are you modeling like <laughs> the photo like the photos that people have taken of it apparently are all just like lumps like we don't re- if there was a monster it wouldn't look the way they think it does i swear yeah it would look like a monster that has rocks and normal lake debris on top of it yeah on its back <laughs> but anyway <laughs> apparently um the Loch Ness, sorry, it's the Loch Ness Centre, not the Loch Ness Monster Centre, I keep saying that wrong. Uh, they've been given a load of awards. In 2007, they were given five stars by the Scottish Tourist Board. Um, in 2011, they were given Best Visitor Attraction at the Highlands and Islands Tourism Awards. Fun fact. In I'm tw- sure that's very uh, prestigious amongst the islands and the highlands. I'm I sure think they're it all is. really covered in that. But also, like, what is winning except for Loch Ness Monster things? Like, <laughs> I'd, all the highlands and the islands, cat. I'm sure that the entire <laughs> country of Ireland has been, you know, missing out on a, on a trophy for years. <laughs> Not Ireland. It's the islands around Scotland. So, like, the island. Well, of Sky. Ireland is an island. Not around Scotland. Okay, whatever. Let's move on, because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue to tell me about the Loch Ness Centre. I will. So, in 2013, they were runner-up in Best Visitor Experience at the same awards, the Highlands and Islands Tourism Award, which are legit, if you're asking, Tom. They're real. <laughs> I'm not asking. I'm, I'm keeping my mouth shut. I'm not going to judge any award uh, board. Okay, because they're serious people. They rate tourism awards in the Highlands and Islands. That must be a pretty nice job, to be fair. If you get <laughs> yeah, you to just sort get of just to go, go on holiday on. all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, holiday in Scotland, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah. it's a job. <laughs> 
So in researching this, I was kind of trying to look at the difference between the two centres. The second centre I'll get onto in, in a minute. But the Loch Ness Centre was awarded 3.5 stars on TripAdvisor. Which is okay. 3.5 stars. That's average. Right. Yeah. So they've got 24% excellent, 34% very good, 26% average, 9% poor, and 7% terrible. Which I think are pretty okay stats. It's okay, but I just, I really want to know what one of those terrible reviews is. Like, surely all your expectations of what a museum about a lake are, <laughs> are going to be fulfilled well, by the Lake Museum. Well, you're going to love this then. So, the rival to the Loch Ness Centre, the award-winning, amazing Loch Ness Centre, is called Nessie Land. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I imagine uh, they're not getting any Highland Island, Island, <laughs> Island things. No, but I will tell you their TripAdvisor score. It's two point five stars, and I'll read you. I'll read you the percentages. Twenty-one percent excellent. So it's only three percent under the excellent for the other one. Fifteen percent yeah. very good. That's not great. Fourteen percent average. Ten percent poor. 40% terrible. <laughs> shit. I mean, it must be. It the must be shit. biggest rating it's got. So it's 21% excellent, 40% terrible. More that people agree that it's terrible than any other rating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ness, but Nessie Land sounds like so much fun. It sounds like you get to be on a massive Loch Ness Monster roller coaster or, or something like that. Well, do you want me to read you a review? The top review. I would of love the place? you to. Okay. The review is titled Nessie's Dungeon. And it says The first thing that struck me is how well they'd managed to recreate the smell. If I had to imagine <laughs> what an almost a hundred year old sea monster smelled like, I'd guess it would be something like Nessie Land. Nessie Land is essentially made up of a few short corridors, all containing information cards on the walls about Nessie. Each one of these is filled with text and some pictures, and there are a couple of Nessie statues and toy snakes. Yes, snakes. Lots of toy snakes on the floor. <laughs> it's a reach. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> to, to put that and think it's relevant, like snakes... Yeah, so I'll go back and give you a little bit of history about Nessie Land compared to the Loch Ness Centre. And when I say history, I mean um, it doesn't have very much. So it opened. I in was going to say it sounds like. Sorry to interrupt. It sounds underdeveloped, and it sounds like a very just vague museum. Yeah. Well, it opened in 1987, calling itself the Original Monster Exhibition, and we'll get back to that and why it changed its name. Um, but I want to draw attention to a few things on the Nessie Land website, okay? <laughs> so, you go onto the website, and its logo, so it's kind of like title that says Nessie Land, is Word Art Comic Sans, all caps. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's like three for three. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Jeez. Um, it boasts mini golf, uh, rover adventure... What that, whatever that is, and mm. a model railway. But um, 
Both the Mini Golf and Rover Adventure are closed for essential maintenance and from what I can see, always have been. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the essential maintenance is that we essentially have to invent it yeah. because it doesn't exist. Well, a few It's years also really ago, unrelated. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why that's there. I don't know. A few years ago, I read a review about their Mini Golf just being a carpet with holes in it. So, um... <laughs> Oh my god. So yeah, um from what I can see, that's under construction indefinitely. <laughs> don't know when that's don't know when a mini golf at Nessieland is coming back. Or the Rover Adventure. I don't know what a Rover Adventure is. <laughs> um It's an adventure where you get to sit in um an off road vehicle driven by uh, a tiny middle class woman and uh, beep at people. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. But uh they do have a mo- model railway. Which, you know, Loch Ness is famous for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Nessie loves a train. We all we all know the famous legend yeah. of Nessie and the R- train Riding spotting. a train. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, their brochure has clearly just been made on Publisher. Um, they don't even make that anymore. Yeah, no, I don't know. And the photos are clearly just copied and pasted from Google Images. Like, their stock photos. And on the front, it says, in quotation marks, most popular venue. Um. (laughs) mm. (laughs) That's like when a pizza restaurant has best pizza in the world written uh, in neon at the front. And it's like, I don't think there's a Highland Island awarding body for that accolade. (laughs) But most popular venue is a really strange thing to claim. It's not saying best Loch Ness thing. It's saying most popular, like... That's a really strange thing to claim, I think. Like, we're the people's venue. We're not like that stuck-up... Yeah. (laughs) uh, Whatever it was, the Museum of Loch Ness and Science. That is the narrative you're going to see throughout this episode, that Nessieland is, like, just out here for a good old time, and Loch Ness (laughs) Centre is, like, serious. Serious stuff. Serious. Yeah. Serious about lakes. <laughs> it does claim it's been accredited um, by many tourist authorities as the best new attraction on Loch Ness. Um, but it doesn't say who, so I couldn't double check and I didn't find it anywhere. So I presume they're not lying. I'm not going to say they're lying, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, but to me this sounds like, um, not to mention old Donald Trump again, but this sounds like his kind of thing where he's like, uh, many people have said that this was great. Yeah. And many people have said that they love me and that I'm a good boy. And it's like, mm, the voices in your head are not people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the thing is, it opened in 1987. So maybe when it was new, it did win those awards. But that's a good long time ago now. Um, mm. And if you haven't been awarded anything since, and you'd never open your mini golf, like maybe it's time to start uh, having a look. Like. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they were given the award on the basis of oh when the mini golf's there that'll be brilliant yeah. when the rovers <laughs> can't wait to find out what the rover adventure is have this award because i'm sure you're going to finish this construction soon yeah but one good thing they do seem to have associated with it it's like they, they take you out on a little boat around the lock which i That's think nice. could be pretty cool hmm um, it's a big lock as well. It's Oh my god, it's huge. I didn't realise how huge it was until I looked at it on Google Maps. Mm. And anyone who knows me knows that I'm not a huge fan of large bodies of water. 
Um, <laughs> and anyone who doesn't know you will hear that sentence and think, oh, I'm going to stop listening because she clearly uh, murders people and eats them if she says <laughs> sentences like that. Explain your phobia. It's It's just like... I think it's like acute, like agoraphobia, like scared of outdoors. I just don't like big open spaces and oceans especially represent that to me. Like uh, You also hate creatures like whales and octopuses. Uh, yeah, I do. I am also terrified of blue whales. Um, but I, I know for a fact that blue whales don't live in Loch Ness. Actually, <laughs> when I was looking up this episode, they kept doing like recreation pictures like photographs that have been photoshopped to look like Loch Ness underwater, like, sorry, like Nessie underwater. And those really yeah. freaked me out. I hate photos where they're taken underwater. They immediately really? scare me. Yeah. That's so, I don't want to say weird because I don't want to phobia shame you, but that is <laughs> unusual. So like, any, any underwater photography? Um, if you can see the surface is close, it's okay. But like... so. Have you watched Finding Nemo? That's slightly different, though. Actually, you know what? I was—I've been thinking about my blue whale phobia recently, and I think it kind of comes from. Do you remember that scene in Finding Nemo where they see a blue whale? Yeah, and, and he's so tiny next to the blue whale, mm. and like um, the ocean's so big, and you can't see the surface. I think that might... I don't think... I'm not blaming Finding Nemo for... Oh, my <laughs> God. Are you, are you telling me you, were, you contracted a phobia from a Pixar film? <laughs> I don't know. It was just really scary. I must have been scared before, because, like, that scene in particular scared me. So it's not like that's a new thing. Like, you don't just randomly become scared of something. But I remember finding that scene particularly terrifying. And here's another piece of information for our international listeners or people who don't know us. Um, we are from Birmingham, England. And uh, a fun fact about Birmingham is it, it is the furthest away from the sea that you can get. So your Maybe childhood will not... that's why. I'm just, I've never been by the sea, really. You're not used to it? No. Maybe. Anyway... So yeah. you get to go on boats around this lock, and that's nice. I actually would want to do that. Honestly, I do want to go on holiday to Loch Ness. It, it sounds mm. like a whale of a time. I want to go to both the um, visitor centre and the Nessie Land. I feel like they'd both be great. That would be amazing. Which do we do first is the question. Nessie, I just feel like Nessie Land is going to be more fun. Like... <laughs> <laughs> It does. It does sound. It does sound fun. Depending on, yeah. If, if the entrance fee is low enough that you can go in and no, it's twenty quid or so. I reckon. Uh, I think I saw mm. some. I think it's twenty quid for a whole family. Oh right. But that's a family ticket, and I think you can buy individual tickets for a tenner or something. I'm not sure entirely, but I can I'm read you sure a review we'll from the Loch Ness Centre, which is substantially better than the Nessie Land review. So it says, the title is Very Interesting Indeed, which, you know, imaginative title, ha, whatever. Ha, ha. Well, very interesting indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I learned so much. Myself ha, ha. and my husband decided that we want to know more about the lock and its history. So I won't spoil it for the people who wish to participate. 
but what I will say is there are some fascinating facts about the lock and it will certainly <laughs> make you think. <laughs> so she doesn't want to wow. give spoilers, but she says it's great. So How does a lock have spoilers? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I thought was weird. Like, what do you mean you don't want to spoil it for the people who wish to participate? Like, what are you participating spoilers. in? Yeah. <laughs> It was Spoilers, a lake a the monster. whole time. <laughs> so that's just a bit about the centres and their reviews and stuff, so we know what they're about. Um, then we're gonna talk about their feud because Tom, they have a feud. You know that there's a fierce rivalry, <laughs> but it sounds like they do totally different things, so they're not on each other's turf. Well, you'd think, right? But they're only a hundred yards apart. They are literally <laughs> next door to each other. <laughs> this is a huge lock. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I don't know. Why are they there? <laughs> I think it's like, you know how you always get, like, um, two charity shops next to each other or two food places next to each other or two bars next to each other? Yeah. I think it's For competition. That, but, like, on Loch Ness. <laughs> <laughs> Loch, but Loch Ness is huge, and it's not like there's museums dotted about, so it's best for them to to like concentrate in one space so that more people go to both of them. Well, I think it's easier to get to that side of it, like because it's next to a little village, and like there's places to stay there. Because along the side of a loch, there's loads of like hotels and stuff. So I think mm. they both want to be near the hotels. In fact, Nessieland has a hotel attached to it. So you can I do stay not it. want to stay at the Nessieland Hotel. Tom, I Anywhere really want to stay there. I really, really, 40 really want to terrible. stay there. 40% <laughs> terrible. 40% terrible. As a side I note, I did look at the um, Nessieland Hotel, some photographs of it, and <laughs> everything is tartan because obviously it's in oh. Scotland, so they want to do a Scottish theme. And it looks like... It looks like where a serial killer would live. It just does. Like <laughs> It looks insane, and I really want to go. I feel like it would be my perfect holiday to stay in the Nessieland Hotel. I'm, um, I'm not going to take you there. I'm not doing that. Because life is short. <laughs> and there's Aww. other places to go. <laughs> and one of them doesn't want to be Ness Anyway... We'll have this argument off air, but I want to go to Nessie land. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So while I'm going through the history of the Loch Ness Centre and Nessie land, I'm going to tell you about their owners and their names so that I can kind of navigate it because both of the centres change name at some point. So at the start, I'm going to sort of be having to go back and forth through names. So David and Robert Bremner own the Loch Ness Centre. So when I say the Bremners, I mean the Loch Ness Centre. Um, okay. Donald and Gillian Skinner own Nessieland. So when I say the Skinners, I mean Nessieland. So Bremner versus Skinner. Uh -huh. It's very West Side Story. Yeah. So it's a 20-year feud between the two rivals, right? 20 years. They've been there that long, and ever since they got there, they've basically been, like, hating on each other. <laughs> this is sounding more like Bloods and Crips now, or, like, uh, <laughs> been on each other's turf, yeah. doing drive-bys. 
well it's not it's not quite that it's not quite that far basically in 2010 so this all sort of culminated in them going to court because originally the Loch Ness Centre was called the Loch Ness Monster Exhibition Centre and Nessieland was originally called the Loch Ness Monster Visitor Centre (laughs) (laughs) which one which one set up shop first the Loch Ness Centre right and then which was so the Loch Ness Monster Exhibition Centre which then became the Loch Ness Centre set up first and then (laughs) the Skinners set up the Loch Ness Monster Visitor Centre and then a name battle ensued. <laughs> Why would they do that? Why would they assume that someone's going to turn up and be like, hmm, well, I, I want to learn about the Loch Ness Monster, but hmm, I'm a visitor, and that centre doesn't specify yeah. <laughs> that it's uh, welcoming to visitors. So, oh, no, look, there's the visitor centre. I'll do that. Yeah. So in their dispute, the Bremners renamed the Loch Ness Monster Exhibition Centre to the official Loch Ness Monster Exhibition Centre. And the Skinners, during the dispute, renamed the Loch Ness Monster Visitor Centre the original Loch Ness Monster (laughs) Visitor (laughs) Centre. Oh, my... They must be the worst neighbours ever. Okay, when I get to the end of this episode... You'll see how I want this to be a documentary because it would be amazing. All the characters around the lock are incredible. If someone doesn't make a TV show out of it, I will because it's an incredible. <laughs> Apply story. to Netflix; they'll they'll just give anyone money yeah. to make biased documentaries. <laughs> I so. genuinely might because I think it's such a good story. Yeah, so, do it. The Bremners who are the owners of the official Loch Ness Monster Exhibition Centre, which is actually the original centre that was there before the, uh, uh, the now-called original Loch Ness Monster Visitor Centre. So the people... So, wait, the one that was originally there is called... Official, and the one the that was official. afterwards is called Original. Right, OK. Because I don't know why they decided to call themselves Original when they started seven years after the others, but that's what happened... Um, uh, 40% TripAdvisor, terrible. That's yeah. all I have to say. <laughs> so the Bremners launched a civil action against the Skinners. So that's the Loch Ness Monster Centre against Nessieland, as we know. Yeah. Um, so the Bremners had filed this court action to claim more than £1.3 million in lost profits, claiming that they were purposely confusing tourists by using a name that was too similar. Which, that is a big old lawsuit. Yeah, yeah. That's big. And this was kind of the peak of their battle at that time. But it had been brewing in the background, which is why they both added official and original to their names. Um, and then they decided to try and sue. But before they entered court, they decided to settle. Um, and it was estimated that at that point they'd spent each about £10,000 just on lawyers and the dispute. Fucking um, hell. Yeah. <laughs> but out of court, they did agree to change their names. So the Loch Ness Monster Exhibition Centre changed its name to the Loch Ness Monster Centre... Sorry. 
let me say that again, the Loch Ness Monster Exhibition Centre changed their name to the Loch Ness Centre and Exhibition. So they dropped the monster and added the exhibition. Mm. And that yeah. is something that they've kept to. I know I've been saying the Loch Ness Centre, but I've just been dropping and exhibition. And I will from now on. But I mean, on their I, website... I don't even know why they have to specify that it's a centre and an exhibition. I mean, they're both vaguely meaningless words that just mean you're showing things. I think it was part of their agreement. Huh. It's... Then the Loch Ness Monster Visitor Centre changed its name to Nessieland Castle Monster Centre. Castle Monster Centre? Castle Monster Centre, Tom. D- don't worry Those about Those are just it. words. Yeah. <laughs> Nessieland Castle Monster Centre and Loch Ness <laughs> Centre and Exhibition. <laughs> okay. Okay, it's Nessieland, but it's also a castle, right? But it's also a centre and it's about a monster. So... The thing is, there we it go. doesn't even look like a castle. Like, it's just a house. <laughs> Why do they name it a castle, then? I, it's kind of like, it's kind of, it kind of has the little turret things of a castle, but I have no idea why they decided to say castle. That is a bizarre choice of, I mean, they they seem like the more bizarre pair anyway, the yeah. Skinners. <laughs> Slightly, but like, we'll get on to the next thing. So that was in 2010. So then in 2011, the Bremners, who were the owner of the Loch Ness Monster Exhibition Centre, and now the mm. Loch Ness Centre and Exhibition, claimed that Nessieland hadn't abided by the terms of a settlement because they were just using the name Nessieland, not the name Nessieland Castle Monster Centre. I mean, that seems pedantic. Exactly. Like, that's my, like... The Bremners, like, I was up with... I was behind them until this point, and now I'm like... Come on, man. Like Yeah, now it seems like trying to pick a fight. Yeah. So and they tried to take them to court again, but from what I can see that died down and they didn't in the end. But um Mr Bremner said We decided on two specific names and everything had to fall into line and that doesn't seem to be happening. We have no choice but to go back to court since things don't seem to be getting ad- adhered to. We have no choice. I mean, I We're... think that they could have left it. Like, Nessieland is not similar to Loch Ness Centre. No, maybe they were banking on the fact that uh, Monster Castle Extravaganza Centre, what's it, was, uh, was going to put off enough business yeah. that uh, they would, you know, get more earnings. Yeah, I don't know, that might be it. Um, <clears throat> but... Either way, they ended up not... From what I can see, they ended up not going to court. The great thing about this case is that because there's no sort of... Most of the things I search, they've got, like, think pieces or blogs or YouTube videos or whatever about them. This doesn't. I can't really find very much about anything written up except for the original newspaper reports. Oh, really? Which is great, because it's, like, an original Mm. story that I feel like I'm doing. Um, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. I didn't that. <laughs> so I've been reading like a lot of uh, original newspaper things, but it means that sometimes things are dropped because it's very difficult to track something like a court case when it's settled out of court. Yeah. Um, so I can't give the full details on what happened after that because I don't know. But f- I would guess that they decided it wasn't worth the money or they were told they weren't going to win. I 
I imagine um, there must be some sort of legal thing about, like, even if the terms aren't specifically adhered to, if it's kind of in the spirit and it's nothing to do with you. If it wasn't, if it's not something you would go sue them for in the first place, if they had always been called Nessie Land, yeah, then what's the point? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think something like that happened, and then in 2011 they threatened to sue and didn't. Um, and things went quiet for a couple of years until June 2013. And this is my favourite part of the story so far. It gets better. It gets... Donald Skinner, owner of Nessieland, was arrested for stealing a sign belonging to the Loch Ness Exhibition Centre. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, oh no. That's a silly thing people do in cartoons when they go and steal a sign and like point it the wrong way so yeah. that like people go to the, the, the different place. What Bugs Bunny bullshit is this? Yeah. Um, before I start on this bit, I just want to say, in 2013, Mr. Skinner was 70 years old. 70? <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. Okay. That is an old man doing crimes. Doing crazy things. He denies that it was a crime. He says he wasn't breaking the law. He says he took custody of the sign because it was blocking his signs. He says he didn't steal it. He took custody. <laughs> took custody. He yeah. borrowed on a long-term uh, non-monetary basis. Uh-huh. Yep. That's what happened, Tom. Um, I'll read a bit of his statement. He said, I have an official sign opposite their place saying Nessieland 300 yards ahead, but they put another sign in front of it and I asked them to move it, but this went on for three or four weeks. So I warned them if they left their sign there, I would have to take it into custody. They didn't move it, <laughs> so I took it. I did not intend to keep it and I've told the police that. It has been given to the police. It is weird that it got as far as the police. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, I mean, clearly he was got taken beef. into custody. He was arrested. He was taken into custody. Mr. Skinner was arrested and taken into custody. He was stolen by yeah. the police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was temporarily borrowed by law enforcement with yeah. the intention of relocating him. <laughs> And then the police spokesman said, I can confirm the theft of a sign belonging to the Loch Ness Centre at Drumna Joykik was reported. Drumna mm. Joykik is the town, and I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it right. I did look up how Scottish people say it, and I think I'm saying it right, but I'm probably not. You're also really bad at accents, I so am. there's, there's I no am. point trying. Really. <laughs> so he said, I can confirm the theft of a sign belonging to the Loch Ness Centre was reported. A local man was charged and w will be reported to the Proctura Fiscal. Now, What's that? Exactly. I'm so glad you asked that because I had to look it up because I wasn't sure what it was. And I googled it and apparently in small towns in Scotland... Um, they don't have enough people to do all the jobs. So the Proctora Fiscal is both a local coroner and the public prosecutor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's like? You know Gilmore Girls? Yeah. Yes. You know how it's a tiny town and so yeah. Kirk has about 12 different jobs yeah. just around the town? 
I didn't think that happened in real life. Yeah. What? Like, this whole thing is like a cartoon. Like, this is what I, what I mean when I say it would make an amazing documentary. Because everything about it is weird. Like, everyone involved is just a bit strange. Like, everyone's bizarre. Yeah. The only thing that would make it more like a screwball comedy is if the... Um, coroner judge person turned up and then accidentally like declared uh skinner legally dead yeah um, <laughs> as a coroner because he had the wrong hat on or something and then skinner's just legally dead for the rest of the film yeah and then he can steal as many signs as he want because he's in custody of heaven who knows that would make a good film i feel yeah and the story doesn't end here it gets i think semi crazier um, How? So in 2013, there were some members of the Drumnodroikic member Chamber of Commerce, and some of them resigned following comments made by one of their members. So what? Yeah. So do you remember how I told you that Nessieland has this like boat thing that goes out and takes people around the lock? Yeah, the thing that sounds magical and wonderful and their only good attraction. Yeah. Well, that's run by this guy called George Edwards. And he runs Loch Ness Cruises, and that's associated with Nessieland. And he is a big fan of the Loch Ness Monster. As in, he thinks it's awful when people say it's not real because they're getting rid of tourism. So he wrote a letter to the Chamber of Commerce about how it was bad for tourism to dismiss Nessie as a myth. And in particular, he didn't like how the Loch Ness Centre was so negative about the monster. <laughs> negative press for a thing that doesn't fucking exist. <laughs> so basically now you've got Nessie Land saying that the Loch Ness, Mon- Ness Centre is too serious and doesn't actually believe in Nessie and is just... Like, basically selling only the facts, and they don't like that. This sounds so familiar. Like, I'm sure in some kind of history lesson, I heard about some ancient thing happened with the church that was, like, similar to this. It sounds like two factions of Christianity or something, like, splitting apart. Yeah. (laughs) So, um... In general, like the Loch Ness Centre tells it how it is. It says that it's a myth that came into being and looks at like how the myth came and they approach the monster with scepticism. And Nessie has this approach that they say that they believe that the monster exists. And George Edwards, who does all these tours, says that he believes the monster exists and he thinks it's just a bit of fun, blah, blah, blah. Right. Wait, he believes it exists and thinks it's a bit of fun. He, he said both on various occasions, which is when now when I'm going to get to the strange thing. Because everything else has been normal up to this point. I mean, it's been just news as normal, basically, yeah. this far. So in 2013, George Edwards was found to have faked a photograph of Nessie. Um, yeah, claiming it was a way to get more people interested in Nessie. So essentially at this point, an employee of Nessieland is faking photos of Nessie to increase tourism and the Loch Ness Monster Centre is just trying to <laughs> deny that Nessie's real. 
Uh, I mean, I guess this kind of is their living, so maybe yeah, business is really bad. Yeah, I don't. You'd think. So George Edwards claims that anyone who came on his boat knows the truth because he told them that he'd faked the photo, and he said he still believes that there's a large creature in lock in the lock. Um, and he says that people claiming it's a big fish or a wave are stopping tourism. So I've got a direct <laughs> quote. It says, I'm saying there is a monster, but there is no real evidence. I tell it as it is with my customers. But people want to hear the fantasy, not rubbish about a big fish or a wave. The fantasy means it might still be real. So essentially, he seems to be selling this fantasy. And I have a feeling he doesn't really believe in Nessie. He's just kind of saying it. Yeah, I mean, the sentence where he says, I know there's a big creature, but there's no evidence. How does that work? Like, how can you believe something, but also be like, oh, yeah, there's no proof, but I think it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) And it's totally irrelevant to the Loch Ness Monster. I just have a hunch that uh, there is something there. Yeah. And so a couple of more really interesting characters surrounding the lock have hit back, saying that George Edwards, who works for Nessieland, um, did a bad thing by faking a photograph. So the first person who I think is interesting who commented on it is Kevin the Witch. Sorry. <laughs> Kat, have you pronounced a Scottish name wrong? And he's like Kevin the Witch, the Witch or something. No, no. His name is Kevin the Witch. He's a witch called <laughs> Kevin. Um, I feel like that was not how he was christened. <laughs> um, and he has assigned himself Witch Protector of Nessie. He says that he's a white witch, so he only does good magic. I'll bet he's a white witch. This is some <laughs> Caucasian nonsense. <laughs> and he said, This has really angered me, and I am uttering a witch's curse at him. I will be sending a psychic torpedo to his boat that will come into effect at Halloween. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm so annoyed. I'm going to do I'm going to do a mind quest. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what Kevin's plan was, so. Sorry, on Halloween did it? Say? Yeah, on Halloween. Nothing happened on Halloween from what I can tell. It was 2013. I looked around for October like news in the local newspaper and I don't think his boat sank. So um, (laughs) that was Kevin the Witch's take. And he's a very interesting guy. If you want to look him up, just Google Kevin the Witch. I mean, um, but... I can't believe Kevin the Witch is like a side character in this story. (laughs) Well, the thing is, he's not even the most interesting person who responded to this. So I want to get on to the next person who... It's just a really interesting man that I want to meet and talk to. So his name is Steve Felton, and he is the most famous Loch Ness hunter. So he's been out there looking for Nessie for a long time, and he didn't like the fake photo, and he said it damaged Nessie's reputation. How, sorry, how can he be a Loch Ness hunter if presumably he's never caught the Loch Ness monster? So I don't think he could call himself a hunter. At most, he is a looker. Let me tell you his story, Tom, because honestly, it's amazing. Okay. I am ready for this. Steve lives by the lock full time and has been watching it since 1991. 
<laughs> Do they not have TV in Scotland yet? Okay, let me tell you the story because it's 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 a little bit long, but it's worth it. I promise. And okay, it may, it, I think it's going to make you cry. Okay. In 1970, he was seven, and he went on a family holiday to Loch Ness. In his 20s, he was a creative man. He was a potter, and then he was a bookbinder, and then he was a graphic artist. He had a house and a long-term relationship, and he decided to join his father's company and quit being creative and set up burglar alarms with his father to make more money. Burglar alarms. Burglar I just want to jump alarms. in okay. for anyone who can't understand how you speak. Continue. <laughs> he worked in retirement homes a lot and heard old people saying that they wish they'd filled their dreams while they were young. And he wondered what he'd regret when he was old. So he quit his job. <laughs> That's what he says on his website. <laughs> so he quit his job, left his girlfriend, put his house on the market and moved into a van that was a former mobile library and in 1991 <laughs> moved to live at the side of Loch Ness. <laughs> I'm not oh. finished. I'm not finished. That's not finished. No, it's not. It's nowhere near finished. Okay. Oh. To fund himself, he started making Nessie models out of clay and sold them to the tourists. Uh, in 1992, he actually appeared on a BBC documentary, which I tried to find but couldn't, but I'm not very good at pirating things. So if anyone finds it, hit me up. Um, but then in 2000, his van failed its MOT, and so he had to move into a pub's car park nearby, which was just on the beach of a lock, and he got a static home and some wooden pallets to display his models. Oh, Oh. He has his own postcode and his council tax bills come to that. He's got a postcode for his static home <laughs> on the... <laughs> I know. Fair enough, I guess. That's um, how you'd do it. And in his home there is no running water, um, but the pub whose car park he uses has an outside tap. Um, and he uses solar panels on his car, on his static home um, to let him use electricity. He says his shower is two buckets of lock water heated in a saucepan. Um, wow. So, so, I mean, this is how we're all going to be living after Brexit. Yeah. So, uh, I won't <laughs> take the mix too much. So, um, I just want to read quite a lengthy quote from him. But if you're not touched by the end of it, then um, you have no soul. Okay. This is the soul test, guys. Yeah. Prepare to test your soul. Tourists arrive to ask me questions. Friends come to sit and chat. Then maybe I have a Mediterranean-style buffet, an evening campfire, a starry night sky, and best of all, sometimes the northern lights. Then, when everyone has gone and I have the lock to myself again, I stand at the shoreline and feel the energy that pours off the place. Before retiring to watch the night sky through the skylight above my bed. That, to me is a perfect day. Film crews and their journalists from all over the world turn up on a regular basis, and I answer all of their questions, but they are invariably focused on one subject. Is there a monster, or isn't there? Which is perfectly understandable, but it frustrates me that I never have a chance to get an equally important point across. 
If you have a dream, no matter how harebrained others think it is, then it's worth trying to make it come true. I'm living proof that it just might work. Have I ever regretted my decision? Never. Not for one second. I love my life. It's an adventure. Ah. I know. I think I do have a soul. <laughs> I wasn't sure for a second. I know. This man has just given up his life, broke up with his girlfriend to hunt Nessie and has never found Nessie and is still happy. He's so happy. You know what? I, if anything, I know we take the mick out of people, but I'm je I'm jealous. Yeah. Not of I don't want to live in a static home and be by a lock, but I will never be as happy. No. As him. No. With his lifestyle. Yeah. No matter how much stuff I have. I know. It it just made me. I just wanted to share that story because I think it's really sweet, and it's just a guy who like said fuck you and did what he wanted and has his own <laughs> postcode in a car park by Loch Ness like <laughs> you know what he he is the Loch Ness monster yeah <laughs> he is the beast that lives beside the lock yeah and obviously he feeds off its energy so I, th I think he he is Nessie I think he's Nessie maybe that should be his nickname yeah um so if anyone is feeling particularly touched by that and they're thinking do you know what? I want to quit my job. I want to move to Loch Ness. Well, Nessie Land and the hotel it's the hotel by it uh, is up for sale. Um, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Offers oh, no. over £1.8 million. Um, if you're interested, it's advertised on Prime Location. Um, the current owners built Nessie Land in 1985 this is the description from a website and since yeah. then have developed the site to its current level they now have a desire to retire and believe both the hotel and visitor center business could be developed further and have taken the next level of trading and taken to the next level of trading by a motivated team so mr skinner is now 75 and retiring and he's selling nessie land and the hotel and the house that he lives in by it so if anyone wants to buy it for 1.8 million, you can go there and I'm not saying that hunting for the Loch Ness Monster will make you happy forever, but like, um, <laughs> clearly that guy it, was really happy. There's some kind of magic. Like he yeah. seems to live a magical life and he washes from the tap of a, like he, he washes in Loch water and brushes his teeth in the tap from a pub. Like That's where he gets his powers. Yeah. So if you want to be Steve Felton, then go buy Nessie Land. Or you could just get a... I mean, a van would work. Because, like, 1.8 million <laughs> is a lot. But um, You could buy a lot of vans. Yeah. For, for <laughs> you know what would be really nice is if they if, if the entire town did, like, a, a crowdsourcing campaign and bought Nessie Land and just gave it to the Felton guy. And oh then he can just have this mansion. God, Tom, can we start a crowdfunder? What, uh, I, well, I would say that, but I don't think we're at the point where we can raise £1.8 million. Pounds. No, that's true. That's a lot of money. That is a lot yeah. of money. Which could go to, you know, other things. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry, James. <laughs> was um, his name James? No, it was Steve. Steve. Steve Felton. Sorry, mm. Steve. So, um... I think that draws to an end of a story of the people surrounding Loch Ness 
Nessie Land is up for sale and hopefully the feud will have ended. Um, although they've been trying to sell it for quite a long time and no one wants to buy it, so I don't know what's happening. Mm, it is a big business investment. Yeah. So, so it's going to be difficult. Yeah. But um, I hope that that entertained everyone as much as it entertained me when I was searching it. This has been my favourite episode to research because it felt like I was researching something new because I couldn't find really any articles and stuff on on it. Um, and I just think that everyone involved is so fascinating and it's just so much great content. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really want to go and just like walk around and talk to these people and me too that's what get inside i mean this town yeah it's all in this one little town and I, like it would just make such a good tv show like yeah. even a fictionalized ver- version or like i'd love a documentary about the rivalry and about the guy living at the side of a lock and just all the strange characters who mm. live there yeah, this was this was a very heartwarming, unexpectedly heartwarming episode. <laughs> like everyone is crazy and uh shall we say has has abnormal lifestyles. Yeah. But um but they're they're doing their thing in a in a small Scottish town and you know, the monster is is just an idea that holds them all together. Yeah, it's so poetic. Whenever I get yeah. stressed out, I'm gonna think of Steve Feltham and I'm gonna think of his life and I'm gonna think He's loving life, and <laughs> if he's loving life, I can be loving life. Like, his life yeah. goal to find the Loch Ness Monster has never been achieved, and he's still <laughs> and happy. And it doesn't have to. And he it doesn't have to be, to be, and he's happy when it's not. Like, it yeah. doesn't need to be. If he found it, it, the chase would be over. He wouldn't be able to be a hunter anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, um... Oh. That's the end of this episode. I want to give a quick shout out to someone who contacted us on, well, who tweeted at us, and that's Lex J. So shout out to them, they're great, um, and I'm glad that people are enjoying the show. Also, next episode is probably going to be a Halloween episode. Ah! My favourite. <laughs> what is that? Your Halloween noise? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> the best that's holiday like the noise of my the cat year. makes. Yeah. <laughs> when it's uh, like screaming for food. And we have three options for what it's going to be, and we've done a Twitter poll. So depending when this goes up, you might still be able to vote, but probably not. But the choices are ghost stories, so Tom and I are going to be talking about ghosts. And we're going to go on a ghost walk and then talk about all the ghosts we saw. Because we're definitely going to see them. <laughs> um, all the ghosts... We- it's going to be a long episode. <laughs> all the ghosts can't move for bleeding ghosts. <laughs> Or we could do a Ouija board uh, where we'll talk a little bit about the history and whether they're real or not. And then. And we'll decide whether it's a Ouija or a Ouija board. We'll finally settle that. Yeah, we will. Definitively. And everyone has to listen to us. It'll be settled. Or the current leader in the polls is we're going to be reading some creepy pasta stories and rating them out of 10. I do, I do like pasta, so I'm hoping that's uh, <laughs> to do with it. Or maybe we'll do all of them. I haven't decided. So for those who don't know, I've recently moved to York in England, which is kind of a small city which has loads of ghost walks. And I've made a spreadsheet of all the ghost walks, and I'm planning on visiting all of them in the year that I'm here. So we're definitely at some point going to be doing a ghost story 
episode because I'm going to have so many ghost stories. You're going to be full of them. Exactly. Um, But until then, uh, vote on our poll thing and check us out. Tom, you do all the things. I don't know where. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just do the show. I'm the talent. I don't don't know (laughs) our website. Um, So uh, our platform is Podient. So if you want to listen to us online, it's... um, Go to Podium and search Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities. Uh, you can also listen to us on Spotify, the iTunes, the uh, St- Stitcher, the Pod Farm. I don't know if that's a real one, <laughs> but those kind of places. Uh, give us a review. If you can, you can just click five stars and type blah, 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 and then move on with your life. Um, Facebook, Twitter, we're at Cat's Cabinet underscore pod, I think. Just check that and... Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is good. It's that everyone. So follow us because Cat tweets on our account now. Yeah, yeah. I don't have my own Twitter, so I kind of tweet there. Um, I know I should be making it like uh, just an account for the podcast or whatever, but I'm too lazy to change and whatever, man. Well, your name is on the podcast, so it is. It is your baby. Yeah, that's true. It's your baby that shares your name <laughs> and is you. It's a clone, basically, is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll see you next week when we'll be talking about something spooky. Spooky. Okay. Bye. Cool. Bye.